Peace, family. It's your girl, Nostalgic, also known as TT of TT Talks, better known as the professional conversationalist. And I'm back on the scene here to give you another fabulous show. Got my homegirl Liz on, and we're going to be talking about Spike Lee's new series, She's Gotta Have It. Uh, We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, but overall positive experience that we had watching it. And I know y'all are going to have a ball listening to it. We had a ball making it. You hear what I'm saying? So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I love reading memoirs. And um, I just started Tiffany Haddish's. I can't wait. I need it. I can't wait. Like I said, I have an hour left in Gabby. I didn't realize I had been flying through it like that. But mm-hmm. I have an hour left in Gabby. Gabby's is good. Gabby's is really good. I'm enjoying it. And I, I just finished Gabby's like two days ago. I didn't realize how similar my story was to her. Wow. Yeah. Like going to predominantly white schools and having mm-hmm. to kind of figure out going back and forth. Like you go home and it's one group of people and you got... All of that stuff. I didn't realize how similar that was. Yeah. So I, I'm almost done with hers, and then we're going home for Christmas. And so Dre is going to get Tiffany Haddish's so we can listen to that yes. in the car while yes. we ride. Yes. And then I got to get um, Jennifer. I got to get Jennifer Lewis. I got to get that Oh, one. my God. I got to get it. And then, you know, I just recorded that segment with, um, shout out to Blue Lotus Holistic Counseling Services. <laughs> um, we were talking about mental health and mental illness. So I was just so appreciative of um, Auntie Jennifer's. Yes. Just her openness about her battles with mental illness and how that has kind of manifested in her life and her being resistant to help at first, but then um, going through with therapy and then eventually realizing, you know what, I do do have to be on some meds. Um, And and she was really scared to go on meds because of her career and because of what she did. She was like, I didn't want that to dim me down. Uh I told my counselor that when I was an undergrad because I've got ADHD and they tried and I was like, but this is, I need... I need all the cylinders, so yes. I'll figure it out. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's when she said that, like I watched another clip, and when I saw that, I was like, okay, I need to put that on the list. Yo, I would not be surprised if I had an ADHD <laughs> diagnosis. I would not be surprised I just because my brain is like 75 tabs open at, at all, all times. times. <laughs> at all times. It doesn't matter. It's right. like, it's crazy. But yeah, Gabby's book was awesome. Um, Jennifer Lewis's memoir was awesome. I'm so excited about Tiffany. They Hattie. just, I mean, they just keep giving it to us, and I'm like, oh. I want all of it. Give them, keep talking, keep talking. I just love it. Yes, black women just talking, just, just about the stories. Yes, stories. because we have tons. We have tons, and they're not all sad either. They're no. not all the hashtag Me Too's either. Right. Those are important. Those though. are important. They're super important for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. But like, there's like even the story with the prostitute with Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh. she almost had me crash on the parkway with that. Yeah. I was dropping Adam off at school, and I was like, "Well, let me see what this." And she was like, "Baloney hammer spam." I was like, "Ma'am, you will not do this to me today." <laughs> Yo, and it comes up as a theme in the book again and again and again. Like, this is oh, hey. God. It's yeah. all, hey, the meat <laughs> must be inspected thoroughly. <laughs> oh, God. But how true is that? Oh, you know? Yes, yeah, so I'm here with my good friend. Please tell me your name, what you do. Because, okay, before I even 
before I even let her take the mic, it'd be people, <laughs> yo, that they be like Twitter social justice warriors, you know, which is cool because it brings a lot of awareness. But there's actually people who are really going to school and really going to into spaces where um, they're trying to learn about the policies and everything that's happening like behind it to push a lot of the agendas and things that we need to have done. And that's a whole nother aspect to the work that doesn't get the, the, the recognition that it gets. So please tell me a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing so that you know you can let people know the kind of options out there to be more involved than just on the keyboard. <laughs> All right, so I am Liz. I am currently working on my PhD in education policy and evaluation. Um, and the way all that kind of started was I am a former teacher. I'm the child of teachers. I am the sister of a teacher. I was a teacher. Um, and I, I was, I, I like to stay in, I like to teach in our spaces. I like to teach in inner city schools. That's, that's where I really want to do my work because we need good teachers mm -hmm. out there. I, I feel passionately about that. Um, but I got really burnt out. Um, the last year I taught, I was pregnant with my son. I was teaching at a local middle school here. And I remember just seeing how these babies were just there. I taught sixth graders and they were just going through so much and being stressed out about the tests and the discipline. It just didn't, it wasn't a nurturing space for 10 and 11 year old babies. And so I, I left to stay home with our son for a little bit. And I realized I wanted to make more changes than just being in a classroom, which is, which is not, I'm not saying that's not enough. I just wanted to, you know, kind of affect some more change. So I went back to school to finish my master of social work. I thought I was going in one direction, took one policy class and changed everything. I learned that, you know, you can make bigger changes up in the, in the big leagues, up on Capitol Hill. You can affect some stuff up there. So that's what I started to do. And then a friend of mine told me that there was a degree program in education policy and it just kind of married everything I wanted to do. So here I am working on that PhD, which I never thought I'd be saying. Oh never, gosh. ever thought I'd be saying that. But here I am. And here you are. Here well, I congratulations am. Thank on you. completing your first semester. Is it the first semester? First semester. Hey. Yes, first semester. She's is still done. here, baby. Man, listen. First semester is done. One yeah. semester closer to being done. There we go. Yes. And we're going to keep it at that because right. I know that talking to any other shit about it is stressful. <laughs> And so I just want you to savor this a little short, little half a break. Listen, that you got. these I've had all these plans of things I want to do, and all I've been doing is just curling up watching TV while my son's in school. See, <laughs> I've just been curling up under blankets, and watching TV. and binge watching shows. That's right? it. That's, that's it. That's, that's what I do in my free time. See, I'm, I'm gonna do better in life. <laughs> uh, but yes, I have her here because I loved her commentary on um, Spike Lee's. Um, updated rendition of She's Gotta Have It. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it definitely had some aspects that needed further conversation, further investigation, definitely critique. Um, but overall, I really liked it. Mm -hmm. um, but y'all know I'm real active on social media, a little too active, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I may need to have a fast or something, but that's not <laughs> happening in 2017, okay? You're almost out. Uh, right? Almost Maybe 2018, I'll do a social media fast. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I was reading it in, in 
like a lot of the commentary around it and it is totally split down the middle yeah like there's a large group of people who are absolutely in love with it they're enamored with it they just really enjoy you know everything about it and there's another camp that's like okay there is just so much shit wrong with this (laughs) i don't even know where to begin and i'm super intrigued by both sides uh, I'm a huge Spike Lee fan. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a huge fan of the original. Yes, um, yes, the, uh, of yes, the original for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. I think I actually snuck and watched that when I, I was, was watching it way too early. Yo, had no business. Had no <laughs> business. No business. But, and, I was like, but the Yo. shit was good. I was like, this. Is, she's living life. Yo, this is, re- this is possible. That, that it changed your your mind mm-hmm. as a young girl about like what a pot the possibility could yeah. be. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. And I can remember, this is totally unrelated, but related. And I, rem- I know like now I'll hear men um, like talk about maybe like the color purple, like okay. how their reaction to that movie um, was totally different to how women react to oh, it. You know, they, yeah, they just totally can't stand <laughs> yeah. the movie. They just think that, you know, whatever. And I'm thinking, but like, this did not shape my view of what it, 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 it was an aspect of it. Sure, but I had sure. so many other examples of like men on mm-hmm. TV. You know what I'm saying? Everybody from like Shaka Zulu to like Mr. Gaines on A Different, a different World. world yes. Like there was just so many, there was so much black men on TV that right. I just saw and related to where Mr. wasn't a big deal to me. Uh-huh. And I kind of have this orientation a little bit towards um, the current She's Gotta Have It. Um, but I do think that there's, there's, there were so many intersections Absolutely. that happened Absolutely. in the show. First of all, it dealt with so many different things and I actually liked that, but I had an interesting conversation with a, with a good friend of mine and he was basically saying that that was kind of a downside for him. He really? felt like it tackled too many issues to where you could not that. fully develop some of the other issues because there that. was definitely issues of. Uh, a physical assault mm-hmm. of women's bodies. There's issues of infidelity. Sure. There's issues of um, uh, 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 night entertainment stripping. Mm-hmm. There's issues body of image body. Issues. Oh my gosh, so many. Yeah. So, there's so much stuff. To, uh, veterans issues. Um, oh, um, gentrification. Oh, um, there's just police so much brutality. stuff. Like, they just kind of did it all. Yes, mm-hmm. inner city. Um, um, funding problems in the school system like there was so much stuff I actually liked that aspect of it Um, I liked how they dealt with uh, the uh, election of of, of Trump that was a powerful intro Oh, extremely. Oh, that was a powerful extremely, intro. Gosh. Extremely. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm I'm interested to kind of have your take particularly on um, um, the polyamorous yeah. um, um, lifestyle that was happening or an aspect of it because you know, I'm I'm familiar kind of on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I know some people who are a part of those or open to that type of um, relationship and that's cool and I kind of overhear conversations but I'm really honestly mm-hmm. not deeply versed in it not deeply immersed in it sure and so um so when I'm hearing a lot of the commentary coming from it it's not that I don't agree or disagree it's just well shit I ain't never been exposed in it right. enough to fully that's a good ass point right I may need to rethink this and rewatch it with a different lens sure so please I, I'd love to hear more about um your view on on that yeah i think i think the central point of what i'm thinking and and what a lot of 
polyamorous people have said or what I've read rather and I'm not an authority on polyamory this is these are just my thoughts on it but um I think that's a lot of what you're saying you know you you you've heard it you've you know heard peripheral conversations and I think the representation of it and a well done representation of it is important because then it gives people insight onto what it really is and so you know when the promos were coming out and Nola is on the you know on the the therapy couch and she's saying i'm a polyamorous pansexual black woman and i was excited because i was like that is me and i get to see myself on tv they're gonna do it right this time it's gonna be awesome because you know she's got to have it back in the day it was just about nola enjoying herself taking ownership of her sexuality doing what she wanted when she wanted and that was that and that was fine so i expected or what i was hopeful for was an updated version and where instead of just mentioning that she was polyamorous and pansexual that they would actually kind of go into some of the nuances of it um and i felt like the ball was dropped there um there's two two major issues that i had with it one was how they or what they defined as polyamory and two was how they portrayed her queerness that that blew that episode my my mind kind of blew up um so I guess I'll start there that's a smaller point to make and then I'll Mm -hmm. go into polyamory but when she decided she wanted to take her self-care break from men and she what's my censorship level are we in for maturity okay I was just let me be sure you can drop whatever you want so when my show (laughs) and I have a potty mouth so when she was like you know I'm not I'm not gonna fuck any of these guys but I could still smash though and I, I said I was like please don't do this don't do this. Don't go where I think you're going. And sure enough, Opal walked out and I was like, the people don't have sex with women because they're tired of men. Like that's a that's perpetuating something that's really dangerous because people who are actually bisexual or who identify as pansexual or whatever people identify as, it 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 kind of perpetuates this notion that they don't know what they want or they're not serious about relationships with people of the same gender. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a dangerous road to hoe, especially when so many people are looking at this show, expecting to get something out of it or to maybe more understand what pansexual means or what polyamorous means. And I think that if you are doing something like this and you're not responsible with how you portray it, it can be dangerous to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, and, and you know, she, I don't know just the whole Nola's whole relationship with Opal was just it was it, and we and you know Dre and I had all these pause let's talk about it we had these moments where we were talking about the cinematography of mm-hmm. the scenes with Opal it was all very different it was all portrayed in a very different way oh it was all very it ha- it was very okay the the sex scenes with the guys were very fast they were cut from different camera cameras it was very different but the scenes with Opal were shot in a very loving way they were very close they were brought mm-hmm. in very close to the two ladies. It was so it was we noticed that difference immediately. Um, the songs were a lot slower. And, you know, um, I think one of them, we remember when they were walking in the um, plant store was Don't Ask My Neighbor. You know, mm-hmm. we were the it was just yes. a whole different vibe around. Absolutely. Um, but I just we really felt like she just kind of used Opal and just kind of pulled at her. Like when she needed to get out of jail, she called Opal. She didn't call any of the yes, guys. Like yeah. we were like, well, you you know, she's using her for stability, but and she never really addressed Opal as being one of her partners. Uh-huh. It was always the guys and then Opal. Uh-huh. And it was just, it was just all very strange. It was always like she wasn't really a part of it. They didn't really take that and put it on the same level as gotcha. the gentleman. It was just very strange. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I think those are very interesting points that kind of 
kind of flew over my head a little bit, but you know, when you go back and, and you look, you're like, ah, absolutely. And, but I also would just say that, mm-hmm. you know, that is, that is also like the contradiction of people. Yeah. 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 People are like that sometimes. You're right. Absolutely. Not all the time. And, and, and I, and I definitely see what you mean by like, you know, Spike, if he's going to bring these type of issues up, there's a social responsibility to be able to carry that vision through in a very yes. responsible way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he definitely may have dropped the ball in that aspect. But at the same time, it's also very realistic because people people be like that. Right. And she and is young. Abso- She's young. Absolutely. And so I get yes. it. I get it. I get absolutely. it. I, do, I did make some allowances in my annoyance I, that's true. for that. I was like, She's young. That's She's true. And, and, I, and even outside of even like people are like that outside of the scope of um of of same gendered um relationships just in their own um you know heterosexual relationships or shoot even in your your relationships with your homeboys and your homegirls i mean that's real people flake out people um only call you when they need you that's real people do use you or um you know overstep boundaries or um don't really work in 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 terms of reciprocity so um you know that also is a you know he, spike has always been a very human director to me mm-hmm. he's kind of showed mm-hmm. a lot of the interesting nuances of people he never people were never really like pristine you know what i mean in his movies like okay. people had some stuff you go back through all of his movies there's always a little bit of friction or tension with yeah. somebody um, and so I, that may have just been how he wanted to roll um, with this one. And so, um, but I do like the conversations that are happening yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it's, it's, it's funny, the conversations that are happening on the side are actually bringing a little bit more awareness uh, yes. than the actual show did. Yes, yes, Which yes. is a good thing. And, and Spike is good for that, for, you know, drumming up some interesting controversy um, for people to kind of have these side conversations, yeah. um, to talk about. So, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the project. Um, there were some parts of it that I did not, I was like, really? Um, <laughs> like what? I'm interested. Like which, which parts? Um, well, first characters too. Okay. I, I was, I was not a fan of Greer at all. Okay. Until the end. He got some serious depth at the end. In the end, I was just like, I see his appeal yeah. now. He was very, very peripheral for most of it. It was just oh like, all right, Greer, it's your turn now. Let's. And you know, uh, Mars was extremely endearing. The first episode, I was like, oh, he's going to be annoying as fuck. I just, you know, he's going to be irritating. Yeah. But um, as the series went on... By the time the end of the series, I understand why she really cared about all of them. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately um, kind of my um, naive view of like polyamorous situations where you definitely can have, you know, deep feelings for multiple people yeah, yeah, yeah. at one time. And, you know, I remember um, I had these conversations often, you know, I'd be in singles groups and all kind of stuff talking shit. And, uh, <laughs> And, you know, and I was just like, if, if somebody can have like five or six children and really deeply love all five of those six, you know, five or six of these children at the same time, not in the same way, because children need love in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, they're very individual spirits. 
that really that kind of energetic exchange can carry over into romantic relationships i could really see myself loving more than one person at a time um I don't know how well that would happen in reality. Now, theory is always great. Oh, reality, it's wonderful. it may be a mess, <laughs> you know, fooling around and, and be like her and calling motherfuckers oh, the wrong name. I was oh, like, sis, Nola. sis, no, it's like sis, you got to do better than this. You got to keep it together. That's sloppy, sis. That's yes. so sloppy. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And when on her birthday, when she was in bed with Jamie, but kept answering the phone for Mars, I was like, you got to be present. You got to you gotta pick you one. You can't do you that. You can't do this. I know it's your birthday, but you you can't. You can't. And I think, <sighs> I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead, please. So, uh, you know, so polyamory. Let's talk my some of my issues. And I am, again, I am no expert on everybody's polyamory. This is just what I know of polyamory and what the circles that I run in. But... I even pulled it up on Google so that I wouldn't be wrong in my official definition. That's right. That's right. But it says polyamory is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with the knowledge of all partners. I know you get to that. That's not necessary. But it has been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. So part of my, and, and, and my husband and I use the term ethical non-monogamy a lot when we're explaining or we're talking to other people about polyamory. Part of my issues, part of my, my my concerns with NOLA is a little bit of what we just talked about. Um, it didn't really seem like she respected the men in terms of their relationship with her or mm-hmm. how they felt about a relationship with her. Everything was NOLA-centric. Mm-hmm. I want it here. I want you here. You will do this when I want you to. Mm-hmm. I will call you when I need you. Mm-hmm. It really didn't have any kind of thought on what they needed or what they wanted Correct. from a relationship. And that felt very one-sided and that's yeah. not what polyamory is. It uh-huh. is, you've got to, I mean, it's ethical on all parties, you know? So it, you're, and a lot of people like to say that polyamory is an excuse for cheating and it's not. It's, it, some people right. may use it that way. They do, <laughs> people say the same thing about polygamy as yeah, well. It's, and, and it's not, I've, Anyway, it's, that's a whole nother conversation. It is a whole nother conversation. And it's, and it's not that. It's, it's very open and there's communication. And, you know, the, the definition on, on Chrome said that all partners have to know. I think insofar as you let them know, I am polyamorous. If you are going to engage in a relationship with me, this is something you need to know about me. And she did that. She covered that. They all knew there were other people. But she was just very... It was all just very Nola-centric. And she didn't really seem to care what Greer needed from her. She didn't want to go out with anybody. She didn't really care what Jamie needed from her. Mars wanted to take her, Mars wanted to do stuff. She just, it was all very, it's only what I want. And that was all very arm's length. And so I I felt that what Nola was doing, and this is fine, was more just having casual sex with three different people, mm-hmm. which is fine. I just don't know that I would call it polyamory because there seemed mm-hmm. to be no real desire for intimacy or relationship there. They were all friends that she was having sex with, which is cool. It just, you know, I didn't I didn't see where it was really polyamorous. She can do poly her way, that's fine. That was just, you know, my issue. Um, where it all came to a head for me and where my head just about exploded was that final episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I'm not a fan of the final. Episode <laughs> oh my either. gosh! I, I, you know, I just, I felt like not telling. First of all, not telling them that other people were going to be at dinner. Number one, God, it's just inconsiderate. It was such a setup. It was a setup. It's inconsiderate. It was such a setup. E- even if they're just your friends, you gotta let. Them, hey, I'm gonna have other people over, just so you know. Then they can decide if they want to be there or not. 
She didn't do that. She left him no choice. She Right. She didn't tell them it was going to be other partners, so she removed their consent to even be a part mm-hmm. of that. Some people who are in polyamorous relationships do something that's more of like a don't ask, don't tell. I know you have other partners. I don't want to know anything about them. She didn't give them the chance to even do that. And then she didn't tell them who they were. She just kind of let them all come in. And was like, okay, I'm going to get dressed. And just left them to kind of fend for themselves. And it just seemed like she was really being entertained by this at the table. And then it was just became this pissing contest between the three of them. And she was just watching it unfold. And I was like, you got you to gotta address this. Like, you have to do something mm-hmm. about this. And so I felt like that was largely disrespectful of their sure. rights in the relationship with mm-hmm. her. Um, and then just that, the painting. Mm-hmm. What? Like, yes. What? How yes. would you? Why would you yeah. do that? And I, I don't know. It just and that just kind of brought to a head everything that I was thinking. I just don't. I don't feel like she respected their voice in their relationship with her. I feel like it was all very just no centric, and that's not what mm-hmm. polyamory is about. Mm-hmm. It 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 definitely was that even down to y'all only can be in my loving bed like it that's so <laughs> like so because and had nola been like a man mm-hmm. social media oh and now we getting into it now we getting into it it would have been crazy <laughs> yeah it would people would be actually up in arms mm-hmm. i think the fact that nola was a woman and um she's drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm, absolutely um she just filmed so well and she's just is she, easily lovable character right um that will completely miss a lot of the double standard yeah. that was happening with her like can you imagine if a guy had all three of his women there and didn't tell anybody and then brought them all in to dinner and just left them there to fend for themselves or on being like oh i you can we can only have sex in my bed women would be going buck wild crazy yeah. like get this raggedy uh, misogynistic <laughs> shit All off my of my TV, TV. Right. but Nola can do it and it was hailed as some sort of breakthrough some yeah. revolutionary and 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 you know I just I don't know I just really wanted her to respect their voices in the relationship I didn't mm-hmm. feel like she did that and I and I was more hurt for the men all of them. Mm-hmm. I was more hurt for them because I was like, you don't, this doesn't have to be this way. Like, you don't, yeah. you know, just speak up for what you want and speak up for yourself. And I just really, I wanted better for them. And I don't know. I just, I don't, I didn't want people to get that view. I'm Queerness and polyamory are already not really spoken about in our community as it is. So there was a chance here and I was kind of looking forward to it. And like you said, the conversations are happening now. But I don't know. I just really felt like it. It reminded me of Insecure, mm-hmm. the whole open marriage thing with mm-hmm. Drill. Mm-hmm. Another missed opportunity. We were mm-hmm. we had to pause the TV and talk about that a lot. We were mm-hmm. like, "What is actually going on here?" Yeah. Like he just seemed real shady about it. And right, you know, it's just if your wife knows what's up and y'all are all three at the same party, it I shouldn't be waiting. weird. I was waiting for the conversation with his wife and Molly. 
I was waiting for that conversation to happen. That would now I'm gonna give a little leeway and say maybe season three okay. will have something. Maybe they'll go there because they did. Cause, yes, because the they kind of yeah they kind of left it open like yes, that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I will save my full commentary until I kind of see how <laughs> it plays out. But I was really I kind of I guess how you felt um, as far as she's got to have it. I felt that way as far as how. The situation with Dro and Molly could have um, really had a like opened up a really good dialogue yeah. um, for how that's looking because um, you know people had a lot of issue with um, even that being brought up in sure, the show. Sure, but the way I'm seeing, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends that get in divorce for that type of reason. Jeez. Um, so clearly this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, man. Yeah. Clearly people need to evaluate, you know, some things and figure out, you know, where they fall in line with it. Um, and, and people need to be real about who they are, what they about. And be um, ready to have some difficult, yo. difficult, difficult, real conversation you have to be so real with yourself like i know people who they just came in this world monogamous men and women sure and that's just how they came that's how they roll and they ended up finding spouses and partners who that was the same value system that they had too and it's great Mm -hmm. however there are people who come here who are just really in their spirit polyamorous Uh for real yeah like really 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 are and it has absolutely nothing to do with how much or less they love one another or something and you know we're in a society where people have to hide that Mm -hmm. you know particularly when we're dealing with issues with religion um and and, in certain types of cultures and so people have to hide that aspect of themselves and they'll you know marry or or go into like a traditional marriage setting or relationship um out of um, cultural obligation mm-hmm. or familiar obligation or religious obligation when really they be wanting to have one on one person yeah, you know absolutely. and there's not a there's no healthy way to express that in this culture and so not unless you've got someone who's ever willing correct. to talk to you about correct. it correct who's willing to hear you out and even if someone is willing to hear you out that can be a tough thing to hear correct because if you both go into it monogamous and then someone comes to you and they're mm-hmm. like hey I think I want that's a, that is a lot to hear. It's a lot to process. Absolutely. It's a lot. Um, my husband and I decided we would be at least open, even while we were dating. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, and, and a common misconception is that, oh, if you're polyamorous, if you're open, you're always got other... We don't have time for that. No. Like, we, we don't have time to always have someone, but if the opportunity presents itself, that we talk about it, we assess it, we see if it feels good for both of us, for, you know, one person to go out. Does it feel good to both of us? If it doesn't, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's rules, and there are things that have to happen because we are number one. We, the house mm-hmm. must protect the house. Correct. You know, and, but, you know, even in bringing that up, you know, moving from just being open to where it's just sex to being polyamorous to where connections are, are fostered. That was that's a conversation that can get pretty intense mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you know, the sex was one thing, but why do you need to connect with somebody else? Right. Why aren't I enough? And, you know, then you get to realizing that polyamory is not about one person being enough. It's about just being having, you know, having those connections and making them. And I just mm-hmm. think that, like you said, there's not a healthy way a healthy outlet to have those conversations because a lot of it's a it's a lot it's a lot and it's may it take is. years it's been years 
And it's, it's a constantly, it's a living conversation. Mm-hmm. It's something that you have to be willing to revisit and talk about and change. And you have to be fluid with your partner and say, well, this was working for me last year, but you know what? It's kind of, I'm not feeling it this year. Can we revisit this? And it's just a living thing that has to keep happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> people are like, I always, I, I jokingly, but I'd be halfway serious. <laughs> Uh, I always say, you know, I'm trying to be on like the Erica Badu family plan. And, you know, I joke about that, but I actually am a little bit serious, semi-serious about that. What is this? Tell me about this. What is this? Well, you know, like she has three children. Yes. By three really amazing men. Yes. And all of the men really, really, really love and adore her and their children that Mm -hmm. they have together and the other children that she has with the other men. Right. And it's, from what I see, because I ain't in their business, (laughs) it seems like a very loving, harmonious situation. Yeah. Um, I remember I watched, um, uh, and I may even put a clip of it, um, I may edit and put a clip of it in here. It was a a brief interview with DLC, Um, who's the father of her oldest girl. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say Puma maybe, but, um, I, I think the, the interviewer was asking him, you know, about, um, you know, his relationship with Andre 3000 Mm -hmm. and Jay Electronica, who are the fathers of her other two children. And DLC was like, that's my family. Right. Like I, I, them, them, my homeboys. I love them because we all share something really magical like we have a we have children with this amazing woman and yeah. all of our children are being raised together he's like i love them dudes man and it was just it was just like one of those things where it was like oh my god what kind that, of shift could happen yo oh, that boy. is a wonderful and it's and it's yo. and it takes a lot of the stress off of men to feel like they have to provide for a family alone yeah, or or whatever like they're actually sharing the load with other and the adults and the love and the love yeah they're sharing all of that like together and you know so all the, she has her own thing that she's doing she's able to maintain certain aspects of the house and you got three other men who are able to provide their wisdom mm-hmm. their love yes, yes their time their resources their knowledge their 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 caring energy and um, so I'm like, dang, that's nice. Like, I had no reference for that, but I can, I I can get with that. Absolutely. Three mature men, like, cause I love men. Like, I adore men. Yes. I love being around men. I love being with There's men. Something magical about being. Oh around my god! I love talking to men. I love having like engaging in conversation. I love everything about it. And it's like, what's better than one, two, or three, or four? <laughs> Yes. Because I have very positive um, overall. Now, it's been some raggedy shit, but I <laughs> always over, some raggedy shit. Oh, somewhere. always because God. of life. But overall, I have extremely positive relationships yeah. and positive exchanges with men. Yeah. And they add a lot of value to my life. And so I'm like, shoot, if I have a couple of churn with two or three different guys, that means three times the value. Yes. Yes. And so, but people don't really see it like that. You know, it, it's it's seen more as a, uh, you're greedy or, um, <laughs> you know, you <laughs> yeah. want too much yeah. or can't you're, make a decision. You're, you're not satisfied. You mm-hmm. can't make a decision. You don't know what you want. And I'm like, listen, 
anybody who knows me yep. knows that I am crystal clear about everything that Absolutely, I do, yeah. about everything that I say, and everything about who I be. Mm-hmm. That I I don't lose that ability when I start dealing with men. Like sure. it's the same thing. So it's not, and it's and am I greedy? Maybe. So what? Why not? But <laughs> like you know, is there an allotment? Welcome. Are you only allowed one? Like who's listen, to say? What listen. <laughs> but it, my greediness don't apply to just men. Okay. <laughs> Cause I will go to Chick Fil A get a twelve piece. Yes. Like what? Slay it and get some ice cream. I'm greedy about everything in life. If I'm gonna do it, it's gonna be done big. I'm greedy about shoes. I love shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm greedy about cool hats and cool track jackets. I'm greedy about all that shit. I'm greedy about fine liquors and spirits. I'm greedy about all that. If I'm greedy about all that shit, why the hell am I not gonna be? Yeah, greedy? and like why can't that? But but seriously though, why can't that be? across the board like why do people right. have to shame you right why why does it why is it their business like if this, yeah. this isn't it's really you, not you know really what I'm saying not. like why are people why do people feel yeah. the, the, the need or the right to even right. have so much to say about right. what people are doing in their love and their personal life absolutely and what's really funny is I'm I'm actually pretty monogamous at heart mm-hmm. like I, I really am like I'm a kind of a one like if I'm in a serious committed relationship with yeah. somebody I'm not even in the mental space of bringing that in. So that's what I'm saying when I be like saying, oh, I'm half joking, half playing. Sometimes I'm joking and sometimes when I really actually sit and think about it, I'm like, ah, that's something I could actually consider Mm -hmm. because I'm at a point now where I feel like I'm mature enough to have these type of conversations and interactions with other people. Plus, I know how I am. I am my mind is split so many ways. Sometimes it's hard (laughs) for me to focus on one person. Right. Um, and so if it's somebody that's extremely needy, I may not be for them. Absolutely. And that's fair. And I will and tell you, them that's, you, that's up front. You know that. That's and it's fair. my responsibility to tell guys, like, listen, if you're a real needy dude, if you like to be all up under people, if you, if that's your orientation, I need you to find somebody who's like that mm-hmm. because you deserve that. Absolutely. Because I ain't going to give it to you because <laughs> I'm going to be around here <laughs> podcasting and trying to make beads and tending to my churn and uh-huh. tending to my garden and my brain just may be scattered. And I just, I don't know what else to say after that. Right. That's just how it's going to go. Lay the cards on the table. Um, but I haven't run into anybody super dynamic enough yet to even have that type of conversation with. Yeah. So right now, this is like a, a miss. People are probably listening to this shit mouth agape right now. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Who else I going to tell this to? Coming to shoot your shot. <laughs> Shooting shots. It's hey. the end of 2017. Hey, shoot your shot. It's the end. Shoot your shot. <laughs> hey. My favorite, um, you know, I have like play aunties on the internet. Definitely Auntie Jen is one of them. But Judge Lynn Tola from Divorce Court yes. is another one of them. Yes. And one of my favorite things she says is self-aware is halfway there. Yes. And so, I you, love that. You know what I'm saying? What? So, you know. The aunties be coming through on I the mean. internet. I yo, I need to do a whole auntie show. Just a whole auntie show. Like, it's going to be Judge Lynn. It's going to be Eyal Van Zandt. Um, are we going to not on my watch? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will never get yo, tired of that gift. I did a oh whole impersonation of her at a friend's house the other day. <laughs> I had everybody cracking up. Oh I was just God. like, I even did like the hair piece like this. <laughs> I had my hand over my head. I was like, beloved. Like, 
I was really showing out yesterday. I really was showing out. Whoever's yes. listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm yes. sorry for making you laugh, sis, because I know it hurts. <laughs> um, she had a surgery, and so I was oh. making her laugh with my Iyama foolishness. <laughs> and she was like, that hurts. Stop making me laugh. Sorry. Sorry. Best medicine? Maybe I, I, not. I'm trying, sis. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so, but you know, overall, as far as I have to bring it back, yeah. Spike Lee, um, I always appreciate Spike. He he's an interesting character. Um, and I remember in the first film, mm-hmm. there was a lot of controversy around um, the rape scene yes. at the end. Yes, that was tough. And Even as a child, I was oh, like, yo, yeah. wait. This, this isn't right. Right. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want that part of it. That's not... Yeah. Everything else was great. Yeah, but this... That, mm, I don't want that. I don't want that. And I'm you, really glad that he learned from yes, that. Yes. did not bring that he back. did and he, he actually addressed that he did address that yes he addressed I read that. that um and he he was just like you know I, I was young i made a mistake sure. in filmmaking um and so i did not revisit that and he actually kind of flipped it um when nola was actually um assaulted in the street yeah and and was actually able to show um the other side of 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 that like how she took it sure um, how she felt really it, it showed the violation it, it on what it did to her on the inside yeah. um, how hard, hard she took it yeah how um, the only way she was really able to express it was through her art mm-hmm. um, and I even think that she um, showed out a little bit with her <laughs> with her partners um, in reference to that like as far as just poor behavior yeah um, and just not being wise or um, compassionate to her other partners mm-hmm. um you know and i i i would have been interested to hear a little bit more conversation around the assault um during her therapy sessions was that heather headley that was heather headley oh the my first God. time i saw her i was like that's either heather headley or it's estelle look it up I, 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 that was and then at the oh end of one gosh. of the episodes she was the first name in the credits that was her and she made me want to cut all my hair off and go back to my shortcut all over again I loved her she was as fantastic. Dr. Jameson. Fantastic. Oh and my he, goodness. Gosh, you know what? Spike Lee knows how to shoot black women. He does. The lighting, he, the color. It was, it was just perfect. It was perfect. It was, it was so perfect. perfect. It was. It, and and I kept looking at her because, you know, I saw her face and I recognized her face. It took me a minute to mm-hmm. really put it together. I was like, that's Heather Hathaway. That because I wasn't even thinking about a singer. I was thinking about what movie do I know her from? Yeah, there wasn't no movie. I knew her from songs. Heather Hadley, and actually, oh my God. her office, the art in her yes. office, the art in her office. Yes. Like I was on my phone trying to find it, and I found Carrie Weems, uh, and that it was her kitchen table series that she had. Up oh there. wow! Yeah, I found that. So I can't, I can't find Prince now because it's an older series. But I got to figure out something because I want those in my office at the school. Oh my God! But it was. I went looking. I was like, I've seen this picture before. I need it. I want it. I need it. And I went looking for it. But coming back to Nola going to therapy, total high point in the show for me. Absolutely. Total high point. Absolutely. I was really proud of her for addressing that. Even and 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 all of the avenues that she took to, I mean, getting the Yoruba cleansing and anything she felt she needed to do to get to get herself right. I was proud of her for trying it. Absolutely. I, the art, the therapy, the cleansing. I was just really, really proud of her. Yes. That. And it showed some um, some good alternatives to some good spiritual self-care yeah. and to internal self-care. Um, because uh, not 
everybody in the black community is coming from a Christian or a Muslim absolutely um, background and they have their own uh, very special ways of dealing with um, internal spiritual issues um, which I've witnessed and ha- have been very helpful when they're done right and absolutely. done with a very pure heart um, but it was good to see some alternatives um, interestingly because I'm a practitioner of um, Ifa Risha tradition my best friend is yes yes Yes, hey shout out to my Omo Batala out there um but yeah so um so there was some very interesting commentary from the Farisha community really and reference to that I was curious about that I felt I I, I appreciate what I saw but I was not I'm gonna tell you okay it was split down the middle just like the show okay, okay some of the people were just like I think it's good. People kind of get a very positive view um, of the tradition. Um, some people were like, it was a little bit gratuitous. Okay. Why did they always have to show some of our more um, sacred things? Okay, fair. Um, That's fair. It's very he, fair. And, and, and there was no follow-up to show, was it was it effective? Was it... Um, what what did it do for her life? It okay. was like he just threw it in there just to say that it's in there. Um, it there was no follow-up and I, and I get that critique. Um, I, I kind of reserved overall. I had a very positive view of it. Um, it, it was coming from more of like a, a, a Lukumi coming out of Cuba, mm-hmm. um, it coming from those lineages, yeah. um, which I'm, I'm less familiar with, um, sure. because I'm more, um, traditional coming from Nigeria as far as, um, my education and exposure to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, what they did show to me, was it was it was positive and it was able to show um like the modern day yeah aspects of 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 what people and and people have been asking about it there was a little bit of buzz about it with Beyonce stuff and people started wondering who Oshun was and so he really positive things about when Beyonce did it um it was right you know the outside like what I do know that and like that and I'm like well is it just because it's Beyonce or do you really have a you know, a problem with it. Right. I actually, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I, I didn't have a major issue with it at all, actually. Right. Um, I actually, as far as Spike Lee and, and, and what he portrayed, mm-hmm. I appreciated it because it was loving and yes. you, and it was, it was very loving. Yes. It, it was a loving, um, aspect it was it, it, it to me it wasn't overdone it was understated but it just like it was sh- showing some of the modern things that are happening um so to me it was it was it was positive and seeing friends of mine who have no little to no exposure to Farisha tradition they had a positive response to it which is cool with me because, of course, I can come into it and and, and, and have my own views and, oh, well, maybe they could have done that a little bit different because I'm looking at it with a different eye. Um, but people who don't have any, they felt good about it. It made them want to be like, oh, you know, I was talking to a homegirl of mine who has just a little bit of exposure, maybe a little bit from what I've told her. She was just like, oh, I want to have me a cleansing like that too. Is that something that... that that you, I like that. Like it felt like that was a positive thing that just 
that 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 would do good to kind of help reset your energy and I was like that's exactly you know what it was so even though I have some personal views on on how it was done people are coming to me and coming to other practitioners who saw that and they're coming to them sincerely like oh how can this help me or tell me a little bit more about what you 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 know you're doing so to me that's positive absolutely that's positive to me I like it I think you know sometimes stuff ain't gonna always look like you know what you want it to look like it's gonna look like what it is right <laughs> right I feel like that's a little bit of the 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 ickiness surrounding the portrayal of Polly that I saw mm. it was like this isn't this isn't giving me this isn't giving people a good thing to come back with and say well yeah I think I want to do that because it just seemed to be very selfish on Lola's part and that's the thing you, you cannot you can't really be selfish on polyamory. It, it just, I mean, you can, you can do whatever you want, but, but you don't, that's kind of the point of it is to, to take into account all the part, all of your partners mm-hmm. and especially yourself. And it is open. I mean, communication is key. I over ask, I over talk just to make sure that nothing is left undone. Nothing is left to chance. Are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? Are you okay with this? Okay. I want to be certain here. Like just, I over ask, but because you're involving more than one person. And then if feelings are being involved, you wanna be respectful of other people's emotional space and feelings. And I've made, I'm not perfect, I have made errors. And, but everything's a learning process, I think. Absolutely. And which is, you know, again, like you said, no, she's young. She's, it's, and she's, she's not a real person. So, true. I, you know, <laughs> she's not a real That's person. True. Um, I think kind of, and then I read a Vice article today, um, where they asked Spike about polyamory. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Did you see that article? I did not see it. Yeah, they asked him about polyamory. He's like, I have no idea what that means. What do oh, you mean? and he did a whole damn series revolving around it. He was it. like, I have no idea. He's like, what do you mean? Polly want a cracker? Ha ha ha. He laughed about it. And I was like, you whoa. Okay. Sir. So <laughs> I was like, you got to have people in the room. Sure. You got to have people in the room that can be like, hey, this is what it's really like. Why don't we put this voice on it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not. So overall, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm just down. I just didn't like the whole show. I did. Li- I enjoyed watching the show. I had my concerns. I had my issues because sure. of what I what I thought I would see and what I did not see. And, you know, what I know for my own truths and didn't see them represented there but it wasn't a story about my life it was a story about Nola Darling that's how she lived her life that's how she did her Polly so but those were I enjoyed the show I just I had some some hang-ups and some qualms and and like you said the positive of it is that the conversations are happening yes and they are happening in a what I've seen is a very positive way there's not there's not yelling there's not bickering there's not mm-hmm. you're wrong you're wrong it's just, people are talking and yeah I, I like that like people are really talking about absolutely. it absolutely yeah. I, I love it yeah shout out to DeWanda Wise yes she came in and the scene where she and the original Nola Darling at the oh ah! my god that cameo was so epic oh when she walked on screen I wasn't looking at the screen and Dre was like that look 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 and I was like what Oh my god. And I wondered if they told her she was coming because when they hugged, Dewanda's eyes were full of tears. And so I wondered if they and was like they had to have told her. It couldn't have been a surprise, but I'm like, I don't know. I wonder. The way she the way she acted it though. It seemed like and, a real and, and y'all were talking about the scene um when um, the yeah, original Dola <laughs> Darling uh 
uh, Tracy Camilla Johns when she came in and did her cameo and was talking. The old Nola Darling was talking yes. to the new and Nola I'm just, Darling. I'm really a fan of your work. I Yo. was like, my God, the words. Yo. Come on. He knows how to bring the. He's, Spike is like the king of nostalgia, man. It's true. And he, he you know, he brought Joali, his sister, back in. Mm-hmm. Um, this time as Nola's mother. Yeah. Um, he brought a lot of his. Because Stokes was in bamboozled. Um, her dad was in Bamboos. I'm trying to think who mm-hmm. else he brought back. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. I really, he was hilarious to me. He was. And and was shout funny. out to like the original score um, <gasps> from Spike Lee's father. Yeah, he, I always love his father's music in the movies. Yeah. Like I, I absolutely adore how his father arranges. I'm a musical person anyway. So, so just how they would always do that. It, the opening credits the to the show credits. were always Ugh. they were different and they would do the homage the, you know the, the the montage of all of the pictures around Brooklyn yes um over time and each episode it would be different and then they had like Nola's original theme mm-hmm. um musical theme that on theme. top of that love that theme yes so and much. so the music just came and then you had the other music it was masterful. And they would put the album, the album covers, covers on there. Like, there's just so much good happening here. Yeah. Lots so, of good blackness. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah. Spike can't go without critique. We will be critiquing him forever because he's just such an interesting character in so many ways. Even down to that meme of him when he's on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think he's somebody auntie, <laughs> when he had the glasses yeah, on with his mixed the mix on his hips. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think good art is worth conversation. Sure. And I think sure. that he did he did a good thing, and I think that good art is worth the good conversation that it brings about. That's what makes it. Sure. That's what makes it good, and I think that he did that. I mean, he's still mm-hmm. he's still a spike. He's still, you know, he's got his the history that we all know and respect and love, and he's he's done his shit. You know, he's done he's done the art shit, and we love that. And there was so much good. I mean, the entire art gallery opening. Yes phenomenal and then the pieces and And i love the pretense of the art scene that he kind of threw in there of like the art the artist and just that whole scene how people are just so there was so mm. much good there was it was there was so much good and so i i don't want it to sound as though i'm overshadowing that by saying these were my concerns with the show but there was so much good that i think that you said the good art invites conversation about about it yes Shout out to Rockaletta Moss. Rockaletta Moss. Now I loved her. Rockaletta Moss. I loved her. Does he not make memorable characters? I loved, loved Rockaletta Moss. And and I remember Dre and I kind of came to the realization at the same time of why she spoke in the third person. Because yes. at first I was like, this is aggravating. What's yes. wrong with her? Why is she doing this? I and get then I, it. And then she, when she told her story, I was like, yo, yo. She had to dissociate. Yo. When she had to dissociate. Love Rockola. And then at the end, her even her final scene with Nola. Yeah. Her final scene, wrapping it up. You yeah. know, she she was she gave Nola such a hard time at the beginning and at the end she's like, You're a winner, you're gonna make it. I was mm-hmm. like, Mm-hmm. And she sees and and that's a part of the the character development and the in the maturation of Nola. Like other people are seeing things yeah. in her, good and bad. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because she was also called out. A yeah, few times. Quite a few times. Um, which was good. Um, Opal. Opal did call her out. Opal was like... And put a stop to the foolishness. Yes. She put a stop to it real quick. Yes, but- which I liked because that's what happens when you're in 
a situation with someone who's more mature than you mm-hmm. and who's more um, solid. You know, that is when you learn. You have to. You have to if you want to keep up. Correct. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to evolve, adjust, or you're not going to make it. Right. So I appreciated, you know, even though there was instances where Nola was very irresponsible, she was definitely reckless, there was another side to it where you got to see um, um, a character like Opal, who is kind of the opposite, who is yeah. very clear, very focused. Um, she she doesn't have that wanderlust like that. You know, she's, yeah. she has a child, so she's... she's got to calm it down. Um, and just even how she got the, had, the, had the child. Mm-hmm. Didn't she just make the decision? She like, just made the decision to have the baby? Oh, I want to have the baby with a guy friend of mine. Made the decision Let's and, do and it. got it done. And yeah. I loved her daughter. Oh, my god. She gosh. was no nonsense. She was very straight to the point. I love it. Are you dating my mom? See? So that's when that's when people come over when it's getting serious. I love Yo! children like that. But uh, any closing points or anything? I want well. I really want to say thank you for having me. This was a good time. I'm oh chopping it up. Gosh. This was a good time. Chop it up. We got to. Sometimes got to talk a little shit. Yes, just a little bit. Just to get it out there. Get yes. thoughts and views out there. Definitely want mm-hmm. to, and um, I can't wait to put this down, and so people can listen and go back and. Um, yeah, y'all. Y'all can hit me up about this conversation that yeah. we're having. I've got lots of people who want to hear um, also, hi, mom, hi, dad. Y'all learned a lot tonight. About hey. Me. I love y'all. Y'all learned a lot. <laughs> hey, y'all. Phone gonna be ringing off the hook. Off hey, the hook. Wait. <laughs> so are you Nola, darling, or not? Uh, hey, no. mama. Hey, daddy. Yeah. Love, I love y'all. I love y'all. What a happened was. <laughs> but it's all good. I'm glad that you were able to come. And uh, we'll have to do this again. I would love that. Yes, I would love that. Y'all, thank you so much for rocking with me again. I had a ball and a blast with my sister, Liz Gilliam, coming through with a conversation about She's Gotta Have It. If you want to follow her on Twitter, she is the Mad Cookier. On Instagram, she is the Lashtivist. And on Facebook, she is Liz Angie. And as always, you can find me all over the interwebs. You can find me on Instagram at Nostalgic, N-O-S-T-A-L-J-I-Q. And you can find me on Twitter at Dondara Queen. Definitely look me up. If you like the beats, if you like what, you know, what you're listening to, you can email me at Nostalgic1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about the podcast in general, you can go to MissTTTalks at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Definitely make sure you like my fan page on Facebook, TT Talks. We can have all the conversations about everything you heard. Stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be another one that's going to lift your spirits and be fun to listen to. So I'm enjoying the feedback. I'm glad everybody's loving it. And y'all stay peace.